0: Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful hosts, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Hi, kings and queens. Thank you so much for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I'm Janie. And today we have an amazing guest speaker, relationship coach, podcast owner, book author, and more by the name of Tramiel Lawrence, who's gonna speak with us today on the value of marriage and why it's so important. So thank you so much, Tramel for coming in today and being a part of Uncommon Women. Uh, before we get into today's topic, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your upbringing?
1: Yeah, well, you know, first off, <laughs> thank you so much, Uncommon Women, for having me on today. Um, you know, it's such an honor to be on your show to share my thoughts on your amazing podcast. So, first off, I'm truly honored, Jenny, Janera, thank you so much. Wow, where shall I begin? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, just to be as brief as possible, um, just growing up and being raised by a single mother without a strong father influence, um, I would say that affected me during my early dating years, which produced, I would say, a lot of trials and eras that occurred during that time. But I have to honestly say that each lesson made me into the man I am today. Okay. And, um, mm. and I feel like this is why I'm a huge advocate for healthy relate- relationships, healthy marriages, and two-parent households because having your source, leading by example, I feel like is very contagious. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that single parents can't do it, but having that, um, you know, that nurturing and leadership and that masculine and feminine energy are critical aspects towards a child's development. Um, but I'm happily married with two amazing daughters. You know, happily married. Um, I have one that's 17, um, senior in high school, um, I'm a student and I have another one that's that's uh, four years old and pre-K and I live in Middletown, Connecticut. And the last thing I just want to share with your audience and we'll probably get more into, but please, you know, go to my website, dearbrothersdearsisters.com, which is a platform dedicated to healthy monogamous relationships. And there's so many different nuggets up there. Um, the book, Dear Brothers, Dear Sisters, Listen Up dedicated to our brothers and sisters to avoid those pitfalls that happen so much throughout our life, which I, I should have had when I was younger.
0: <laughs> and
1: also, um, it breaks down the three C's, and that's communication, comprehension, and compromise, which I feel like are three um, important aspects when it comes to a healthy monogamous relationships.
0: Hmm. Mm, that's amazing. So you're the only guy in the house with three women.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, like that's it. The
0: only
1: one <laughs> down, but they keep me grounded, though. They keep me grounded. <laughs> and you have
0: so much patience. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: <laughs>
2: I applaud you. I applaud you. I mean, to no. having three women, you have to have the patience, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Well, right. Um. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, sharing a little bit about your life. Uh, can you tell us how you and your wife actually met?
1: Wow. Uh, where should I begin <laughs> with that? Um, <laughs> um, good question. I mean, when I, um, met my wife, she was actually, um, downtown Middletown. It was her and a few of her, her other friends. And, you know, I decided to approach her, you know, cause I feel like everything in life, whether it's relationship, whether it's business, whether it's, um, jumping out of an airplane, you know, you got to take risk and hope, it, you hope that parachute will open. So um, I decided to approach her and I introduced myself and um, I stated to her, hey, I would just love to exchange contact information with you. So that way we can get to know each other, you know, and okay. also I did ask those pre-qualifying questions, whether she was single, I looked at her hand, you know, anything like that.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um,
1: <laughs> and from that point on, you know everything was was pretty cool. Um, actually, our first date, you know, uh, the very next week was downtown Middletown. We ordered a subway sandwich, uh, foot long. We split it down the middle. Had a uh, two strawberry culottes from Dunkin' Donuts, and we walked around Middletown and talked for like an, an entire two hours. And uh, wow. she said this was the best date she's ever been on just to have someone that stimulate her mind. And I felt this this the same way, vice versa. So, um, you know, it just goes to show that when when you take your time to, you know, it takes a lot of effort to get to know someone versus just spending money on someone. Uh Um, And and I just think that the whole stimulation of the mind was what really attracted uh, us to each other to begin with.
2: That's amazing. And that's bold.
1: Oh. Yes. Yeah, so that
2: <laughs> I, I love the whole part when you were like, you know, I have to definitely check uh, check her finger. And that's important. You got to definitely check somebody's finger. Yeah, because oh, you, yeah. you ain't trying to pro somebody that has a ring on their finger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you'll get shut down with the quickness. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not aware, they're not uh, aware about those things, so it's very important to look at the verbal and nonverbal aspects. Mm-hmm. So, nonverbally, I was observing her, not visually appealing, but mm-hmm. also the hand. I'm like, okay, don't want to cross no lines here, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um,
2: so, um, when you and your wife uh, were dating, mm-hmm. so what did you see in your wife that made you want to marry her or proved?
1: That she was the one for you? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I'll say one thing that stood out to me um was the simple fact that she was she embraced her natural feminine essence. Mm. And I feel that's lacking um today with a lot of our, our sisters out there. Um, you know, she's very easygoing. She the most important aspect that captivated me was the fact that she has standards. And she let me know her intent her up front. And her attention mm-hmm. was, was well known that she was dating with a purpose. And, you know, she wanted a man to build with, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have to say it was her standards that attracted me the most. Because, you know, not just her mysterious flirtatious output that turned me on. But I was so intrigued that I knew that I had to work for her heart and her mind instead of her you know most guys they they see you know um the outside factor you know yeah but her heart and mind was what really draw me in because you know one thing about sisters such as her as well as other sisters out there that have standards they're rare and a man likes anything that's rare whether it's a a pair of Air jordans that you don't see too many people wearing or maybe that certain car that nobody else has or even jewelry. But when it comes to a woman, most of us want something that not everyone else has. And for her having standards separated her from a lot of other sisters I was dating during that time. Um, So Mm -hmm. much that I had to clear the bench and say that that's the one, that's the one. So, you know, the standards combined with um, her intentions being known at the beginning, stating that, hey, I'm looking for someone to build with. That was that Floored me. That intrigued me the most. I'm like, wow. Mm -hmm. Did
0: you feel like you had to level up on your standards to get with her, or did you feel like you was already there?
1: You know, great question. Um, I felt like I was already there. You know, because, you know, as far as like a man is concerned, it's like there's three levels. You know, which we can go on later on during during the course of the show. But the third level level I was at was that I wanted a woman with. I want equality, not quantity. Hmm. Most brothers at at a certain level, which is level two, um, they worry about the quantity aspect because the most important pillar in their mind um, is sex at the top of everything. Uh, And mm -hmm. my mind frame, I was at level three. Level three in a man's uh, mind is respect is at the top of the pillar. So Hmm. respect Mm -hmm. is above sex. And when you have respect, you want someone with integrity. You want... You just don't want the visual appealing. You want the essence of that person. You want the substance. You want a partner, a companion. And that's what I was looking for at that time. And, you know, the not to say the other woman I was dating, they were a great woman, but she had what I was looking for. And that's why I made her the one.
2: And I think it's important while you are dating to clarify what you want and your standards, because some mm. people don't really... Be clear, or they say they this is what they want, they end up wanting the opposite, and that's how they end up settling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, I agree with you wholeheartedly because some people think like, oh, if I'm not, if I say my intentions up front, I may scare mm-hmm. that person. Maybe that person yep.
2: mm-hmm.
1: think that I'm being desperate because I say I want marriage or whatever like that. In fact, that's a good thing because if you're s- turning other people away by being true to yourself as to what you really want and that person wasn't you to begin with that person wasn't really yours to begin with so the simple fact that she had those non-negotiable traits and and the values and her standards um that's what really turned me on because you know she was staying true to herself and to me that's a diamond compared to a lot of cuban seconias out there um a lot Mm -hmm. of other sisters out there they just tend to tend to go with the flow without the person not giving you no intent or no plan as to where the relationship is heading or where they would like the relationship to head but to have somebody to tell you hey this is i'm thinking with a purpose this is what i would like to head to that's uh very attractive very Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i like that um speaking on you know boundaries and you know going with the flow Right. Do you feel or do you believe... Well, what do you believe is lacking in generations today when it comes to relationships?
1: Mm, good question. I love this podcast already. You guys. <laughs> 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 ah, man. Um, I think what's last, lacking today, I would say values and morals. Um, I feel like today is more of a, a validation generation and collectively without... You know, without these two components, with these two components lacking heavily, it creates, I feel, more dysfunctional relationships, which creates a domino effect to more broken homes. Mm -hmm. And it seems like today that modern society, you know, they push that that instant gratification propaganda. You know, the narrative is to only focus on the chemistry without any personal guidelines Mm -hmm. to see if you're compatible with that particular person. And I feel like what ends up happening when you don't have values and morals, um, you know, you emotionally become attached to the wrong person, which ends up creating a vicious cycle unless the narrative could be changed or reversed. And the only way you could change or reverse it um, is to definitely listen to platforms such as The Uncommon Women. You no, know? <laughs> uh, listen to platforms like DBDS. So that way um, you can unlearn what you learn in order to become a better version of yourself because simple fact is you got to have both you got to have chemistry and you got to have logic got to have emotions and logic and when you have both that builds like an emotional awareness as to what people to entertain Uh, and what people are are consistent and what people are real and what people are authentic because at the end of the day the choice is always ours we can't yeah. always get into these toss, these um, unhealthy relationships or dysfunctional relationships, and continue to blame that person, that person, that person. Whereas we have to take accountability, accountability. and just
2: oh, yeah. yep. realize that
1: mm-hmm. hey, when the emotions are up, intelligence go down. You know, so that's why we got to have both in order to balance it to make us more aware of what people um are true in our life and uh, that's what's lacking values and morals that's that's what's needed
0: absolutely i also mm-hmm. feel like um people these days you know they have a view of this fantasy of what a relationship supposed to be and true right. it's,
2: mm-hmm. it's
0: it's based off of entertainment and i don't i don't think they really see that that's not reality you know that's not how your relationship's going to be everybody's relationship is going to be different I feel like if people yeah. are rushing into relationships without yep. actually taking the time to get to know the person, because um, of a of a need or a void. And I feel as though when you're lacking something, the other person is not going to fully heal what you're voiding. Another person can't make you happy on that level. You have to be mm-hmm. whole in order to be happy. In order to be happy, so. They're getting in these relationships, mm-hmm. expecting someone to make them happy, and when they're no longer happy, they want something else. They're still yearning for it because they're not fully healed, and it's they're not- they're expecting mm-hmm. the other person to be their happiness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, the fear of being alone will will one day leave that person lonely, and yeah, I, I believe that you have to you have to start operating out of place from desperation, trying mm-hmm. to get a man or a woman. I think you're right. You have to be complete first. So that way you can share your completeness with that person. Cause when you come from the format or mindset of looking at someone to complete you, then all you're doing is really depleting the other person and you're nice. only halfway full. So you can't give yourself entirely to that person. So then it becomes a lopsided relationship, mm-hmm. which yeah. one person will feel more selfish and one person will me- will feel more selfless. And all that's going to do is just build resentment and animosity and the relationship is going to, it's going to grow apart. It's
2: going to garnish yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm it is yes. i mean dating period in this time is hard <laughs> <laughs> it is hard i have it's to hard these
1: dating streets
2: yeah yes it is definitely hard so i had to like really say that because listen you know being a single woman you know for 5 years now it's been i mean because you know when you have a goal and your goal is for your purpose is to date to, to get married it, it is so hard when somebody trying to get to know you, like Mm -hmm. Shannara said, like people just want to rush, you know, and people are not fully healed, you know, and you have to go through that journey. You have to see who you are. And And believe me, if I can, you know, tell you the stories and trying to date, I just, I get to a point sometimes, forget it. (laughs) It gets frustrating, it does. it does,
0: it does. does.
1: Yeah, I mean it's, it's tough because, and, and that's what you just stated, Jenny is is the perfect segue to what I illustrated. Just not having, because I was raised in a single mm-hmm. parent household. My mother raised me, and without having, and I love my mother. Shout out to my moms, by the way. But not oh, having, mom. strong,
2: hey moms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, without having that strong father influence, what was lacking and what was missing is that masculinity. It was missing. Mm-hmm that leadership capability that could have, could have been applied to me and don't get me wrong. My mother gave me advice, but it's not the same guidance as getting it from, you know, a man of stature, uh, a man that, you know, can give you the proper guidance. Just to give you an example, I believe it was like last year, um, you know, years ago, not last year, years ago, excuse me, my daughter was riding a bike and she was doing a Willie off the curb she ended up hurting herself and busted her lip. Now, one person came over, my my daughter's Molly came over and was like, hey, she nurtured her, she comfort her, she was like, hey, baby, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> Me, I came over there, I dust her off, this, this, this is her, the mic, I dust her off, you know? Uh-huh. And I just told her, like, listen, just get back on that bike, and next time you see that curb, make sure you do a left, so that way you don't fall off the bike. And that's just an example just to get the nurturing aspect from, from the mother side of things, but also you get the guidance and the leadership from the father. Yes. So when she was on that bike, she didn't go off the curb, you know, she did a left and she was guided in the proper direction. And that's why I feel like I'm, I'm so passionate just to have us to build self-awareness. So that way we can be more mindful of the type of partner we want to be in our lives the type of par- partner that we could see as the father to to the kids or the mother to our kids and so forth because when you have that trust me it just goes a long way to create more of a you know a dynamic positive factor for the children in that in those circumstances
0: and a strong foundation yeah yes. a strong foundation because i have noticed you know me being a single mother Not only being the nurturer, but I also got to be the discipline person. It didn't. Our relationship when my son was younger, it didn't go well.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to hear that.
0: It didn't go well because I had to discipline, but I also had to be the one like, "It's okay, it's okay, things are okay." And then he (laughs) built this like resentment, you know?
1: Yeah. But as
0: he got older, he he realized, and our relationship's great now. But as he got older, he realized that. I wasn't disciplining him because I'm the parent just to show him that, you know, there's reasons or certain circumstances. You can't do certain things because it's going to help you in the long run.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: I thank God, you know, I thank God (laughs) that my son realizes that now because it's built our relationship. And I feel as though, you know, in a two parent household, you Mm -hmm. have, you know, the father that can be not just the like you said the uh the masculine but also show them the ropes and stuff yeah Mm -hmm. just sit back and be the (laughs) (laughs) nurture.
1: yeah Yeah, and this is why i tell brothers i tell brothers that listen um when you're in your natural masculinity it makes everyone else in the household more relaxed Mm -hmm. believe me you know my own wife said to me the other day she said um you're in control but you're you're not a controlling man mm-hmm. and she said that's what she loves about oh, like that. our relationship yes mm-hmm. and i'm like "Well, you doing? it went over my head at first and when you really listen to it <laughs> mm-hmm. you're in control but you're not a controlling man she was just breaking things down that wow you just do things knowing that i'm not asking of what's gonna happen like i feel so relaxed like the more the mortgage is protected. fine yeah yeah I feel, I feel so relaxed and it makes her more feminine and it makes her more nurturing you know mm-hmm. when, when when everything's in that so it it's just an amazing count it's an amazing um it's amazing to have both people that understand each other's roles like each other's natural essence when it comes to that because a lot of people don't there's there's some brothers in i call them mother and child relationships mm-hmm. you know whereas they they don't have any ambition they, they they just don't have any uh sense of direction as to where they're going and i tell men before you get into relationships if you can't lead yourself then you can't lead a relationship that's true yeah. mm-hmm. so you know and then I, I tell my sisters listen you know always put a man's character first and just don't follow his wallet so, mm-hmm. on both sides of the coin, I think we have a lot of work to do. We do. You know? Like, yeah. my um, daughter, she's 17. She's about to be 18. I tell her the importance of relationships. I just tell her it's not all about chasing the bag or anything of that nature. But um, human interaction is the most important portion of life in general. Mm-hmm. That's higher than the bag. Because... right money yep. can come and go, you know, all those things. Mm-hmm. But the, the interaction you have with your natural counterpart, that's, that's yep. going to be hopefully a lifetime, whoever she decides to be with. So I think it's very important to always promote how important both sides are, because um, these days, so many people saying like, hey, I don't need a man, I'm independent, and you got yeah. the brothers out there that just, again, they have this sex on the top of the pillar, instead of, mm-hmm. instead of respect, so yeah. they're missing out on bride-worthy women. They're just missing out. And then later on, they're like, oh my goodness, we're all the good women. While mm-hmm. <laughs> you was out there yep. putting, putting sex at the top of the pillar, you was missing a lot of great women, man. Yep. Now you're 65 years old in the nightclub, jumping up and down. <laughs> and, uh,
0: and they're looking at you like, what are you doing in <laughs> They're
1: looking at you like, oh, you know, it's crazy. and I It's, it's pretty sad, but you know, I yeah. I think that's the worst feeling to die alone, and I don't think anyone was to die alone. No. From my perspective, you know,
2: I, I truly believe there's some, there is somebody for someone. I agree. You no, know, and I mean that's how the good Lord put it. He said it. He said it himself. There's mm-hmm. someone for somebody. Even though sometimes we meet people, and I and I can I can tell like. You know, when you start talking to someone, I'm just like, "Mm, I got to cut them off. I just, I just go by like, they're not meant for me. Mm. They're not meant for me. And I always, and sometimes when you're like, especially like we were talking like a little bit, we were Mm. talking about dating, you know, when you're trying to like break it down to them, like, you know, I don't think we're in the same, you know, mindset. I don't think we're compatible. I've gotten where guys would just curse me out completely. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like I said, and like you said, it, it's day. It hard It's hard to date, especially when people aren't completely healed. Right. So it, it's frustrating. But it, some there's someone for somebody out there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. It's always someone um, for somebody out there. Um, I don't truly believe God has put us on this earth to be like, hey, single for the rest of my life. Nope. No. Right.
2: No, Neither do I. Not
1: mm-hmm. at all. You know, so, you know, it just goes back to how the modern society is setting up these small screens. And that's why I value marriage mm-hmm. so much. You know, some mm-hmm. people get this narrative in their head like, nah, marriage, you're going to be on lockdown. It, mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's, oh my goodness, Jenny, it's a death sentence. It's, it's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. Whereas, <laughs> you know, for me and other people, I know that's in healthy marriages. I see it as freedom. Like I, really I see like it that. as you could be authentic. You can right, it's huh? like having your best friend and your mm-hmm. lover all, all, in one, in a mm-hmm. lifetime contract.
2: I like the way that That's sounds. How, oh, thank you, my sister.
1: <laughs> Can't
2: so, see the different perspective. That's man, what I love think.
0: it. I <laughs> love you, it. You posted uh, everywhere so everyone can see.
1: Thank you, my sister. You know, so you know when I hear people saying it's just ah, oh, just a business contract or it's just a piece of paper, they truly don't understand. The true essence of it, where, you know, marriage is between man, woman and God, the, the mm-hmm. three covenant is much, much deeper than a piece of paper, you know, yep. much mm-hmm. deeper than a business contract. Now, as far as the business aspect, there are some elements I could see where people will use that analogy as far as, you know, the rules of engagement with, within a relationship, uh-huh. knowing not to violate certain things, just like in the business, you don't violate yeah. certain things. or so you out the contract. I could see it that much but just to say marriage is a business no wonder a lot of marriages are failing because mm-hmm. there's love in that marriage there's a spirituality and emotions in that marriage mm-hmm. you know and and if you just turn into a business then then guess what without any love in it you know it's not going to last at all that's right cuz there's no there's there's no underlining um, love or lust to that significant other to keep that escalated Allowing.
0: attraction
1: within that relationship so i think people um they come with all these different terminologies and so forth but this is why we're we're declining the, mar- the marriage yeah. institution 30 percent you know um of marriages are declining and it, it's uh-huh. pretty sad you know it's pretty sad But we're trying to change that mindset, though. We're trying.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So Let's let's get into some of that. What are some things that um, engaged couples should discuss prior to getting married or even if you're dating, you know, courting, trying to marry? What are some things that, you know, couples should be discussing prior to marriage?
1: Okay. well, I know I'll just take the example of my wife um, and I before we discuss. So uh, definitely finances. I think that should be discussed um whether you want to share bank accounts whether you want to keep individual accounts both or you want to keep a percentage towards the emergency fund i think that's important um for example my wife and i we we see our money it's not my money or her money we see it as our money even Mm -hmm. though we have separate accounts but we have one large account but still everything all these components are still our money so that's how we view things um So, this is very important. I would say um, another important aspect is kids. You know, do you wanna have kids? Are you open to to having some more? If so, how many, you know? If you don't want kids, are you open to adoption? You know, so I think that's important because, you know, there's some brothers that wanna have their legacy to continue and we're no (laughs) no longer on this earth. Um, Another one would be religion. My wife and I discuss religion and we're both um christians but it's important to know that up front because if you're a christian and this person is something entirely different then it it may can become an obstacle within a relationship so Mm -hmm. you know how does your religion or i'll say lifestyle affects your decisions or your faith Mm -hmm. affects your lifestyles per se right um there's plenty more to discuss before marriage but to me, those three things, finances, kids and religion, my wife and I, those were the basics to, to mm-hmm. get things off ground, You ground. Know?
0: I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. One thing that I do ask people when dating is how do they handle stressful situations? I think oh, one. I think um, based on their response to that, it shows how they would handle things in a family of how they're, you know, the head of the household
1: and things. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Yes. Go ahead, Jenny.
2: Go ahead. (laughs) Go
1: ahead.
2: (laughs) I mean, that is important Mm -hmm. because I mean, when you can't just go into a relationship or a marriage and those things are not being spoke about, right. You know, it just causes, it'll cause a lot of obstacles and hardship in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you'll end up divorcing. So why (laughs) go through the whole hospital? You know, sometimes people think, love will make every love. (laughs) Love. I mean, of course there's love in there, but love ain't gonna pay bills. Love is not gonna make you have kids. I mean, obviously it's gonna make you have kids, but in my perspective, they just hold that. They just hold the word love above everything and don't talk about the important things.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You're so right about that. I mean, um, this is why I feel like you can't allow The emotions to override your logic you Mm -hmm. gotta have both right so you know when you just have love alone or emotions alone you don't ever think about if this person is compatible with you like how would this person be compatible with you when it comes to your health or compatible with you when it comes to um your business you know you know they can easily be someone that can be mentally draining
2: Mm -hmm.
1: emotionally draining and spiritually draining but you're emotionally attracted to that person. So if mm-hmm. you just focus on the emotions and end up with someone that's not compatible with you, then in the long haul, it's going to be uh, not a great relationship because mm-hmm. the compatibility is very important um, when it comes to, to your values and, and your, your core and, and what you believe in and what that person believe in. Cause that person's values could be low integrity. They may be a liar all the time. And mm. your, your values could be, high, you have high integrity. <laughs> yes. But you're attracted to that person because, you know, he got tattoos and he's tall and handsome. You're attracted mm-hmm. but, For the, surface, wrong reasons. You're attracted the But it's not sustainable. But the, yeah. the un- underneath it all, that's not sustainable mm-hmm. because yeah. he, that person has low integrity. You have high. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the values and the compatibility um, is, is not going to happen, you know? Yeah.
0: Do you believe, um, a person that doesn't have experience in committed relationship is very, is ready for marriage?
1: Not at all. Um, I think, um, someone with that mindset, well, anyone can possibly change. I'm not going to say the no okay. one cannot change. However, um, it takes a, that person will have to do a lot of inner inner healing and self reflection in order for that to do so. Um, so I think it's very important to to still have awareness, so that way you don't put yourself in a in a particular situation that may cost you in the long run. Hmm. Okay, you know? I think
0: that's
2: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a question. <laughs> what is your? First- <laughs> perspective on monogamy. Uh-oh. And I know it's that is more I think more is hard for males these days. So can you give mm. us your perspective on that? I definitely want to hear this.
1: Uh oh. <laughs> 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 well, you know what? I can't speak for every um man out there. And I think that's a really great question. But you know you have your you have your grown boys and you have your grown men. You know there, there's two different species in my opinion you know and just to illustrate my point um usually us men we go through three phases you know and the first phase is when we're first sexually active for the first time our, our main premises are two things how to get more sisters and how to get better sisters that's it that's it <laughs> So (laughs) and then the second phase, the second phase, I would say, is when um, a brother becomes more experienced and he's Mm -hmm. used more effective techniques and he's more flashy. He knows what to say and and he's more charming. And his primary focus is to see how many more notches he can get get underneath his belt. And I feel Mm -hmm. like brothers who have this mindset have been taught to value sex over everything else. So sex Mm -hmm. is still the top pillar below respect. Mm -hmm. That's the top and those are the ones that have a hard time or will not be able to be in a monogamous monogamous relationship because they stuck in that second phase you know mm-hmm. monogamous relationship is the furthest things from their mind and if they do get into a monogamous relationship they'll end up constantly violating the personal boundaries boundary was created mm-hmm. because they're still in that second phase but the mm-hmm. third phase, which there are a lot of men out there in this third phase, that's the phase I was at when I before I met my wife. That's when you prefer quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Now you know you want to you want to hang up your player jersey. You don't want to rotate the bench anymore. No you want someone that's a companion, someone that's a partner, someone that just wants you for you and not the finished project. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone that's willing to, to emotionally push you beyond your limits because I truly feel that. You women are very powerful. This is why I call you Queens, the most powerful piece on the chessboard. Mm -hmm. But you guys can emotionally push us to a a level higher than itself. And when we get to that level, that's when um, we're, we're very mature. Now there are some men at level three that still won't commit, but the reason why they won't commit because they are looking for that special woman. Like I was looking for that special woman and they're being very careful not to just select a woman that's not at core with their value per se, you know? So those are the three levels, um, but you know, a lot of men that's at level two, this is why it's so many, hard for them so many to to stick with that. And there's other other theories behind yeah. it too, very other theories. It could be that some brothers, when they was young or in high school, they did not get the attention that they wanted, They they were hoping to get, but as they got older and they, they're financially stable now, they get in attention like they never had before. So <laughs> they 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 did want they, they want to play the field now because they weren't able to play back then when they did not have all um, the high social status that they had in in those prior years. So there's other theories behind it as well. But um, you know, I can't speak for every man. Right. Um, those are my theories, my concepts. Um, but that's why I feel like it's hard for a lot of men to like really, really settle down. You know, sisters have to be careful to distinguish a grown boy versus a grown man.
2: Mm. Uh They look the
1: same, but characteristically wise, we're entirely different.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Like Michelle says, you can't raise no man.
1: (laughs) 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 You can't, you can't. I have a brother you. that's very if you have a brother that's just very um understanding, he uses assertive communication, he uh does not force you to do something you don't want to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and I'm some sister be like, wow, that's attractive, you know he's very cool, salon calm, if he disagrees with you, he's still respectful and calm, and you know mm-hmm. those are all green flags oh now, a grown boy, you get a disagreement yeah. with him, he's gonna probably argue with you. Mm-hmm. Go back and forth, um you know, say something like a little white lie, but he's like, "Oh, I, I forgot to tell." You know, he knew what he was doing, but little white lies equal mm-hmm. big ones. No integrity. Those are things you have to look out for. You mm-hmm. know?
0: I feel like um monogamy relationships are hard because a lot of people are just being fake. Yeah. Um, going into relationships, you know, being someone that you aren't, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to come out. <laughs> it's <laughs> come. It it's and very true. It and will come out. Like when people are being fake and not being themselves, they're making it harder for them in the long run. Um, especially if you're dating someone that has a strong personality and then they come off as being, you know, I don't know. I ain't gonna say nothing on <laughs> but <laughs> but but I just feel like people just need to be their selves and, and know what they want in relationships because when you know what you're looking for, it it hinders anything else that's that that's in the way. You know, it it puts yeah. them on a pedestal where you're either there or you're not.
2: Yeah. And
0: when mm-hmm. you're not being yourself, it's gonna come out.
2: Yep, that's true. I mean, it could take six months, it can take a little more, but the fake will come out. <laughs>
1: <The fake. laughs> yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, a lot of people put um, their representatives to have ahead of everything. You know, they don't want to yeah. be transparent and and so forth. And that's what I loved about uh, my wife before I met her. It was her authentically. She was, not only that she told me, but, you know, this is the kind, the kind of woman she is, but she was showing me the kind of woman she is. She was just very... Uh, nurturing. She wasn't the type of woman that state like, "I'm gonna be feminine when you marry me. I'm gonna become a wife when you marry me." You know, it wasn't like that. It's almost as if, when I hear a woman say that, it's like, "I know how to swim, but I'm not gonna start swimming until you throw me in the ocean." Like, right? Yeah. You know. But she was very nurturing and just very kind, and that's what really I was intrigued by. That like, even though she was nurturing, kind, she still has standards. Yeah. And that's what a lot of sisters don't understand. Being feminine doesn't make you weak. I actually think that it's um, alluring and is yeah. very attractive when you're. And plus, another thing too, she left the rest to a... she left the rest to a man's imagination. She wasn't um, flamboyant, or she had to put it all out there in order for me to be attracted to her. Um, because, as I stated earlier, you know, being rare these days. Everyone wants something that someone else does not have. That's yeah. how most men mm-hmm. think. And just a simple fact that she wasn't like all the other women out there. And, you know, as you can see on Facebook, you see how it is. You know, mostly um, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, but it's a lot. Of, you know, there's some sisters out there that leave with their body. And she was mm-hmm. not that type of person. She got attention without getting attention, without craving for attention. And that I help. think that's very attractive when you can still... Just be you and not crave it, but still get it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. wow, yeah. you know. Other sisters have to try to get attention, you know.
0: That's
1: the
2: being fake part comes yeah.
1: in. Oh, that's <laughs> the fake part.
2: <laughs> and and, and, and that—that's sad. And I feel like mm-hmm. when a woman has to try, it's because she has some insecurities. Mm-hmm. And and Bingo. And you don't have to try. Be yourself, and that's important. That's where self-love comes in. Because mm-hmm. how are you supposed to? Have self, if you don't have self love for yourself wholeheartedly, how are you supposed to love the next person? Mm-hmm. You know, you're coming into a relationship where insecurities, oh, I love you, but you're having these insecurities and wanting attention everywhere. I mean, like I said, you know, who am I to judge? But, you know, cause I've been there down the road myself in the past, mm. but I mean, it, that it's, it, it's, you just need to self heal because yes. you cannot. It, it it's just you're just being fake with yourself like Shannara said and you're just it's just gonna cause so much more issues than the, already the insecurities that you already have as it is
1: mm. yeah I mean Jenny, I like how you broke that down because that's the difference between someone that walks in life with um that self-love creates like an abundance mindset mm-hmm. right it, it you know it just gives you that mindset that hey you know it's less attachment to all these superficial things out there like i can really just be me you know i don't have to um seek short-term approval or validation in order to get their validation as to what i'm worth you know it's almost as if you're going to um you're walking into a job interview and then the the job position you're applying for is really 100,000 that's how much that position is worth but if you go on in there and you don't know your worth and you see yourself as 35,000 that's all you're worth then that interview is not going to hire you for the 100,000 which you should have gotten it is going to be like okay work for 35,000 you know Mm -hmm. but when you know your worth you'll be able to put yourself on that on that pedestal a better you will attract a better natural counterpart yeah you know So, absolutely
0: Mm, I agree. So you had spoke on uh, the three C's. Are those um, your values in a marriage or do you have three more important values that um, you think is good in a marriage?
1: Well, yes, to me, uh, those values are very, very important. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. there are other values as well, but the communication um, comprehension and compromise are are very important. Like those those are the basics. Because the thing is, you sometimes it's not what you say, but how you say it, uh-huh. and how you say it can make the other person understand you more, which is the comprehension portion. And then if you understand more, and if you come across some sort of disagreement or a certain obstacle, you're able to compromise. You're able to see the gray areas. It's not. Black and white, whereas one side is wrong and one side is right. It's mm-hmm. like you're you're more attacking a problem than attacking each other. And I be, I believe when you have those three C's, it, it takes you to a whole nother level. You know, um, other values that I do put upon, of course, is the, the respect factor. You know, definitely um, your moral codes, which I call like your non-negotiable traits, that you bent you should not bend them for nobody. I don't care how how attractive that person is. Um and also um being true to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's very important. Cuz when you're true to yourself, the the abundance factor kicks in. You don't have a scarcity mindset where you feel like there's not a um there's someone that's not out there for you. Cuz that's a scarcity mindset. Someone with an abundant mindset know that there's when you're dating there's options out there yes you know if this man is not Mm -hmm. giving me the time of day and he treats me like um a second class citizen then i know if i stick to my standards there's another man in the wings waiting for me there's another Mm -hmm. man that will value Mm -hmm. me for me you know so that's the difference between abundance and scarcity so yeah that's a great question there's other others but the the basics are definitely the the communication comprehension and compromise you that is so important to have
0: yeah and even though it's a basic i think it's a really good um context because you know sometimes people communicate to respond and they're not communicating to understand and listen. So I love yeah. how you speak on comprehending because you can have mm-hmm. a conversation with your spouse and they're like, yeah, 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 I get it. But it's like, did you understand? Did you, did you mm-hmm. understand where I'm coming yeah. from? Do you understand my emotions? Do you understand, yeah. do you understand my perspective? So I think the comprehension is definitely hand in hand with communication. I love that.
2: Oh, yeah. I like that you. too. So thank you. <laughs> Uh, what That's is your so input? <laughs> I'm coming <just> <laughs> exams today. What is your input on pro- uh, prologue pornography? Let me get oh, me. Let me get I
1: don't it. Word. I can never Woo! pronounce it. Sorry about
2: <laughs> that. <laughs> on relationships and/or marriages. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean, um, you know, to those who practice that format and, and have healthy relationship, I think is great. Um, however, when it comes to a monogamous relationship or a healthy marriage i believe that one person there are so uh, many different pieces you can enjoy mm-hmm. and uh, lust and love with that particular person as as long as you have that passionate fire still within your marriage mm-hmm. um, also just from a spiritual spiritual point of view i still um, as i mentioned um marriage is a three-way covenant between mm-hmm. man and woman and god mm-hmm. and i feel like when you're with the right person with the right mindset Marriage is actually a blessing. Yeah. Know? So, um, not you know again if if people whoever um, prefer to use that ideology or their format as far mm-hmm. as those other aspects, that's great. But um, I feel like with with monogamy relationship, you just your best friend and your lover combining one in a lifetime contract. Uh, what's better than that? You know, from my perspective.
2: Yeah. I'm. Um, yeah. I mean to each their own, but Mm -hmm. sister wives and trying to like share that. That's like, I think that's like putting yourself like you have to share yourself with more than one individual and you gotta give attention And then I feel like it's also, you're fighting to get somebody's attention because you have to give this certain amount of attention to this one person and then you have to, but then you have to be a different person with each person. So that person Mm. is not, I feel like when things like that happen, they're not really getting the person as they really are because you have to be different. With it's like, it's like in relationships period, like me and Shanara, our friendship. I'm she I, we have a friendship. I'm different with her, I'm different with my family, I'm different with my kids. Mm. You know, I feel like they you have you have a different personality with that person because you're giving that person part of you, and then you have to act a certain way with the woman or man that you're having this three-way, four-way, five-way relationship.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. that's you know that's that's a great perspective um you know i don't know anyone in that those particular relationships i would love to um hear someone i may have someone on my show later on about that you know even though yeah. my belief yeah. is entirely different from that but i respect what they're doing um but yeah i just i just think that one person you know that ste that sexually transmitted energy into that one person and vice versa and yeah just knowing, I just feel like when you're in a passionate marriage, um, I lust and I love my wife. So I'm still, even though we've been married going on to six years, I feel like forever, but I'm still unraveling little pieces of her little by little. And all those pieces still fulfill all my needs. So mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, have the capability to go out there and be with someone else or share myself to someone else because... Right she's like that entree where she is the steak and the side piece and the mashed potatoes. She's like mm-hmm. all these little different pieces that, um, you know, so
0: right. that's how mm-hmm.
1: I, I see it. I don't have to go out to get a separate plate when you have the plate with all different pieces on the plate to there, you know?
2: Yeah. But I think also like, I mean, this is just my perspective and my mm. opinion, you know, you're with your wife and, you know, you're able to work through, you know, your ups and downs and, when you have sister wives, like I said, you have, you're just having drama left and right. And then you don't know, what is the solution? You got to figure out what to do with this woman because mm. this they stay in there. And that's just a lot. I mean, that would be a lot on somebody mentally, physically, and spiritually, to be honest with you, because you're just all over the place. You know, you wouldn't, you don't know where your mind is at. I mean, like I said,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I, I, like I said, uh, it's not something I believe in. I mean, it's what other people believe in. I mean, right. you. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. but, like I said, it's just like my perspective. I just wanted to say that.
1: Oh, I yeah, I
0: completely it. agree with both of you guys. To teach its own, you know, like when right. you said, that's too many personalities for me. And then mm-hmm. I would have to feel like I'm in competition with my sister. Yep. Wife.
2: There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. I right. don't
0: want to feel like that. I want to be comfortable in, in right. my stance. And I know what I bring to the table. And you don't yep. need sister wives. I can do it all. You yep. know, well, we can get a meet, but <laughs> <laughs> I can cook. I can, you know, I can do it all. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hey, so teach it's own. So,
1: yeah, if that gonna...
0: works for them. Maybe we do need to bring someone on here.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'll it's be good a healthy
0: idea. polygamy relationship. Yeah,
1: there you go. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, a, yeah. that's
2: a good way of wording it. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on, you know, very well said because um, I did a blog on this on dearbrothersdearsisters.com, um, you know, talking about, you know, how having the MVP, the most valuable player, that's all you need. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need the entire bench. And, um, I got some great responses from it, but you're absolutely right to each his own. And it goes back to my whole theory, my concept, when when it comes to that third level, as far as men are concerned, that we prefer, you know, um, quality over quantity. You know, it even goes back to my teaching of the KING, the DBDS KING acronym. And want me to break that down to you guys? KING?
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, all
1: right. All right. So the K in KING stands for, you know, keep yourself under control. That's the K. Mm. Uh, the I stands for investing yourself. Mm. Um, the N stands for never put yourself last, and the G stands for get down to business. Mm. So that's my DVD King philosophy to my brothers out there. Yes. You know, um, that first K is important. You know, keep yourself under mm-hmm. control. Um, not just you know you have to be emotionally center, emotionally framed, mm-hmm. which means that you know if you have a disagreement, you have to. Control your emotions. Don't allow your emotions to control you. You know, um, everything within that king format. I, I teach to to the brothers out there, and it's been working well for them as well. You know, so. And then
0: funny. we're going to have to create one for the queens, so they. Can... Oh, the queens. <laughs> queen, <you
2: know? laughs>
1: I got you. I got you.
2: Well, I have a question. Okay, True. what is the difference between? the value of marriage back then than in what it is now?
1: I think the difference is the it was more um, from my perspective and, and studying this and, and listening to my, my grandmother and my great-grandmothers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was more of a duty and respect back then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was more like a lot of people would try to deflect and state like, oh, you know, bad relationships and women cannot leave. But just hearing it from my great-grandmother as well as um, others that I have talk, spoke to and did my research on, they they felt like it was more duty and respect towards that, that significant other and vice versa. Um, the men back then were just more, um, they were all about just leading the household. You know, like my great grandfather, he was the type of man that no matter what, he will come to the house with something in his hand, whether it's uh, groceries, whether it's, you know, whether it's something a car um like a tool to fix the car like something of that nature um no one was really about worrying chasing the wallet you know nothing of Mm -hmm. that nature um women were more feminine definitely more feminine back then Uh um so i just think today's generation is more about instant gratification um especially with social media that came into effect because when social media came into play, uh yes. the art of the art of talking has declined. A lot of uh-huh. people don't know how to carry a decent conversation like we're having. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. They'll just put WYD, you know. So. <laughs> um,
0: no. No. Um, no, right? You know, no. Back then, no. back then no. even before
1: my heyday, even before uh-huh. my heyday, you you had to, my great great grandmother told me you had to learn a man to know how to how to court you. He had to know how to talk with you, not down to you, but talk with you, you know how to the chivalry back then was even more outstanding. And that's why marriage was like very part of that reasons, you know, but it's a lot of factors. I could talk about this days for days, but a lot of things came into effect with the sixties and and so forth that kind of changed the whole aspect and things around. But that's why I'm here to try to reverse that trend as well as I see you guys are doing an amazing job to help reverse that trend as well. So that way we can bring healthy monogamous relationships back to the forefront.
2: Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. So let's
0: help some of the married people. What do you, what is some things mm-hmm. that you do to keep your relationship alive with your wife? Your queen.
1: Um, I would say um don't become complacent. You know, mm-hmm. continue to date your significant other. Um continue to stimulate each other's minds and to mm-hmm. my brothers and sisters out there, don't stop doing the first thing that attracted you to, to begin with.
0: Yes, mm. you know, That's the
1: most important thing. Um, I still date my wife as if it was the first time I met her. In fact, just two weeks ago, I, I took her to a night picnic. It was like 10 o'clock at night and we just stayed there till the sun came up, you know? So oh, no. that was one of our, one of our first <laughs> times when we dated and I just re- relived that moment again because, thing is when it comes to healthy relationships you're creating memories Mm -hmm. you know which are priceless compared to how much money you're spending and so forth it's the memories that you're creating within your relationship so that would be my advice to to those that want to keep that fire burning within their relationship
2: Mm i like that so do i i definitely
1: love it oh thank you sisters
2: so trimmel what inspires you to be a relationship co uh, coach and what does your patience come from from doing everything that you do
1: mm, I need to come up here more often you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um that's a good question you know I would say collectively I see that our our community is like suffering due to this yeah. instant gratification society mm-hmm. within our within our community and as we see as evident, marriage has been what declining. Twenty twenty is like thirty uh-huh. percent of um, mm-hmm. that's it's just going down just uh-huh. these decades, and it just tells yeah. me that it's an epidemic that's going on right now. So this is what got me into coaching because I want to reverse that trend. I want to start helping people to build awareness, so that way they're more uh, mindful of the partner that they they're choosing. You know, mm-hmm. because if we have more healthy marriages and, and more healthy relationships, it creates healthier communities. Yes. If we have healthier communities, then mm-hmm. it just it seems to create a healthier yeah. nation, you know. But um, that's what got me very passionate into and, and doing what I'm doing. Really great question. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think when we do have healthy relationships and healthy marriages, the generations mm-hmm. after us. Will have more of an idea of what true love is. They will bring mm-hmm. more values, yes. more morals. Right. And it would be reciprocating, you know? Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that. I love that. General blessings, not general curses. Yes. Yes. Love that. yes. 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 So I love that.
0: We're going to get into your businesses and uh what you're designed to help singles and relationships in just a moment. But is there oh. anything that you would like to share or discuss that we didn't cover?
1: Because
0: I know we covered a lot. Like we, we did. It went by fast.
1: It went by fast. Um, yeah. Um, just one thing I just want to share is um just be yourself, people. Be yourself. There's someone out there for you. Do not rush the process do not put the dessert before the entree because if um, you do it that way, it will become a malnourished diet. So you want Mm -hmm. to put the entree first, you know, have that person get to know your heart and mind. That's the entree. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. So that'll be my, my words of wisdom um, before we get into the business accolades and so forth.
0: Yes. (laughs) So where can we find you share what you have for singles and relationships? Go into your book. You, we didn't even talk about your book yet. Your website, all your good stuff. Where can we find
1: Yes, you? yes. Well, thank you again for your amazing platform. Um, yes, my brothers and sisters. You can definitely go to DearBrothersDearsisters.com. Um, The site is dedicated to healthy monogamous relationships. So um, if you're looking for some nuggets, you're looking for some great resources, up there is my book this is the seed that started it all the podcast the coaching the courses this is the holy grail so you can get yourself a copy of dear brothers dear sisters listen up which is available right now on amazon.com as well as on on my site um if you're looking for courses i have courses offered on the site such as um, how to communicate you know filteration system how to what people to entertain and what people not to entertain Got courses we got coaching sessions so if you're looking mm-hmm. to be um to understand what direction you want to go in the next level my myself as well as my brother carl will be more than happy to be there for you and to help you improve and empower yourself and we also have a page a page called inspirational free content so you can come up there see people just drop some great knowledge on self-love as jenny yourself was discussing today drop some great knowledge on how knowing your worth will make you more of a valuable person and so much more and the last thing dbdsingles.com. so i do have a dating site so when you go to dearbrothersdearsisters.com and if you are single and if you are looking for someone um that site is for serious minded people only so if you're a brother up there with a 40 ounce bottle and you want to come up there not for you um if you're a sister up there with 10,000 backshot photos go to pof my site is not for you so no shade on pof <laughs> <laughs> but it's not
0: for you <laughs> we
1: can't be
0: shaded people <laughs>
2: so,
1: uh... <laughs> So, um, yes, my whole life is dedicated to just helping our brothers and sisters to become um, a better version of ourselves and to promote healthy, monogamous relationships, you know, more marriages, more thriving communities. That's what my work is all about. So um, and also join the group. Um, you know, I have a group called DBDS, which stands for Dear Brothers, Dear Sisters or Dope Brothers and Dope Sisters, however you want to state it. But it's a group with mature conversations. So if you want to come in and learn off somebody else and as long as you're open minded, we welcome you with open arms, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So if you're watching this episode, I need everyone to go like and share his Facebook page. We have a goal. We are going to try to hit it by the end of the year. And we need your help. So go ahead and like and share his Facebook page. Um, He has some extremely good content that he posts daily. Um, A lot of people come on there and post their opinions. And it's truly um, a a great group that builds relationships from people all over, just from different perspectives of how they feel about relationships and marriage and things like that. So it's amazing.
2: I can agree, definitely.
1: Oh, thank you, my sisters. <laughs> I know my people out there, tired of those other groups that just have the memes and everybody's arguing back right. and forth. But joining our group, um, uh, is very minimum. So, um, yeah. anyone is welcome. Um, Jenny and they're part of it. They're family. We're all family now. So, um, we welcome you with open arms. And uh, you know, I and love that
0: open mind. <laughs>
1: oh <laughs> yeah, <Good> mind. advice. <laughs> come
2: with an open mind.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely.
2: Thank you, Tramel, for coming on, Uncommon Women. Thank you for your perspective. Thank you for your information. Uh, hopefully someone took some heed to mm-hmm. all the nuggets you gave out this evening. Ah,
1: thank
2: so you. we have a question we ask all our guest speakers. Hmm. Yes. What makes you uncommon?
1: What makes me uncommon? Hmm. I would say... Um, a married man promoting marriages. That makes me mm. uncommon. Mm, you know, so, okay. too many brothers out there that have been divorced six or seven times, you know, saying, think like a man, act like a woman and <laughs> brothers that are not in relationships and not marry, but I'm actually happily married, um, mm. you know, um, living my truth and putting it out there to help other people. So I, that makes me uncommon, I believe.
0: So he's right. leading by example.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you
2: go. <laughs> Definitely you. leading by example. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, sisters.
1: Appreciate <laughs> it.
2: Leading by <laughs> example. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. Uh, we are honored that you came onto our platform. And um, everyone, um, make sure you check out our self love apparel at uncommonwomen.net. If you have any guest speakers or if you want to be a guest speaker and you want to come onto our platform on again, go to uncommonwomen.net as well as um if you have any topics, any comments, and you have anything you want to just say to us, uh, you can also email us at uncommonwomenpodcast@gmail.com. podcast at gmail.com. Also, make sure you like and subscribe and comment on our YouTube channel. And as well as stay tuned, next week uh, will be our last speaker for the season. Oh, <laughs> and oh. she will be sharing her testimony of being a mom of 18 kids next Thursday on 1028. Come check it out and don't miss it. And stay uncommon. Bye.
0: Bye.